Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Fat Mascara. Fat Mascara. That sounded really annoying and creepy. Sorry. I'm not starting over, though. Podcast is starting. Let's do it. I'm Jen. And we're off. I'm Jess. Um, Great episode, right? This one's good. What are we talking about? We are talking about water. Does drinking it really hydrate your skin? Then we're talking about beauty brands and politics. When beauty gets political, yo. (laughs) Then we're talking about cleanser. It's National Cleanser Week. Oh, my God. 
I feel like you're on MTV House of Style right now. Oh my God. Cindy Crawford, Flavor Flav, mash up. <laughs> Actually, I don't think Flavor Flav was ever on House of Style, but that would have been cool. It would have been. Um, our guest is like probably the chicest psychiatrist I've ever met, Dr. Samantha Boardman. Uh, she's the founder of Positive Prescription, and we brought her on to talk about the connection of beauty and vanity and our minds and to make us happier and give us all little like happy pills and advice and it was kind of, it was a really good interview. Definitely gave me some food for thought. Yeah, so stay, stay tuned positive. for that. And then, of yeah. course, for Raise a Wand afterwards. Let's get into the episode. You shouldn't be drowning on your own. And if you feel you're sinking, I will jump right over into cold, cold water for you. Jen, the other day I had a day off. It was amazing. Good for you, Jess. I'm jealous. Did you take, you took Monday off actually, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I wish I did. Um, and, you know, it was cool. A lot of people don't take Mondays off. I flipped the switch, flipped the script. Okay. Took a Monday off instead of a Friday. So I went to the spa. Gorgeous. I got a facial. Oh, lovely. And um, as the woman was like poking around on my skin, she said, um, she like kind of pulled back and she was like, do you drink water? And I was like, not enough. And she was like, I thought so. And I was thinking, how does she know this about me? But then I was also thinking, like, is this actually... I've always been kind of skeptical when people say, like, drinking water is going to hydrate your skin. I know it's good for you. Like, you know, if you're not drinking it, you're probably not going to look amazing. Yeah. But is there really that much of a connection drinking water, like, glowy, Jean Goffrey June skin? When you texted me about that after the facial... I was like ready to like come back with my answer. And then I was like, let me just ask the pros, shall I? Mm -hmm. So I emailed Dr. Mona Gohara, our buddy, dermatologist, trust her implicitly. And I was saying like, is there truth to that? If you are really well hydrated, models say that all the time. Don't you think you, when oh. you're interviewing them backstage, what's your skin secret? What do they say? I just drink so much water. I drink a lot of water. I try to get some sleep. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, so Dr. Gohara said, um, First of all, she was kind of annoyed that the facialist was like calling you out. She's like, I hate that well, you guilt. Told her, you told well, her. Well, yeah, and yeah. she says, she writes, first of all, that's not even nice. Was she trying to sell her some fancy moisturizer or something? There was a bit of an upsell at the end, but well, it's, it's okay. She's Dr. Gohar knows. Um, in the case of, okay, so in the case of outright dehydration, yes, your skin will be parched. She said 99% to 100%, you are not dehydrated. We're talking about like you're in the desert for five days without <laughs> water. That's the only time it's really going to make a difference. It's good to drink water for your body, but that doesn't equal hydrated skin. It, hydrated skin is about barrier function. Mm. So if you have dry skin, it's because something's off with your barrier function. We've talked about barrier, skin barrier before. Of course. It doesn't matter how much water you drink. If you don't put moisturizer on top to seal in the water or your barrier is kind of permeable and you're losing water, like, you're going to have a problem. So she wants you to put on moisturizer. Okay. But she did say drinking water was helpful, and I know you don't. So I, I have know. an idea. I know. You ready for it? What's that? Okay, like a, like a year ago, this company sent me a moisturizer, a moisturization tester. Oh this God. little thing you put on your skin, it tells you the percent of hydration. If you're down for this experiment, I'm going to put it on your face, measure the percentage, and then through the rest of the episode, I'm going to make you drink water, and we'll test again at Raise a Wand and see if you get more hydration. Is that why there are all these little bottles of yes, water Yes, I put everywhere? all the water out. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting so, like, when I was growing up in Philly, we did PJAS, Pennsylvania Junior Academy of Sciences. Like, I feel like I'm having that Dork. right now. Okay. <gasps> mean. <laughs> Can I come over and test your hydration? Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning it on. Okay. And then I'm Looks like it feels good. Thing and then mm, push this that button. feels nice. Does it? Yeah. 
It says 99.9%. Hydrated. Yeah, but maybe I got like a really wet patch or something. That's disgusting. Let's try one more time. We can edit this out. You ready? Oh, no, here it is. Here it is. 44.9. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I'm very dehydrated. I was reading it wrong. 44.9. I don't know what, I don't think I know what that I, means. I don't know. But we're going to do relative. So if after the end of the episode, okay. if you drink all this water, if you're higher than 44.9. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I don't think it's like slim good body. This is going to like run through my veins and like hit my Well, Dr. Gohara says function. maybe not, but like I just wanted to use my fun right. tool. Can Chloe, you just get the intern, just pass me two like mini jugs of chug, water. Chug, chug, okay. chug, chug. I'm just, aren't you excited about my tool, goddammit? It's, it's, it's a pretty cool tool. I'll put a picture of it on the blog and the Insta so you guys can see it. Okay, so in conclusion, stay tuned for Rays of Wan. We'll see it, We'll see if the water actually hydrates her. But truly, put moisturizer on. You're not going to get dewy your skin just by drinking water. Well, I, I, I do the moisturizer part, but maybe it's, maybe it's a two-pronged the two pronged yeah, approach. Two, yeah, two pronged approach. Okay, let's stay with us. Jen, yesterday I met with this brand called Being By Sanctuary. And Sanctuary is that spa in London. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember, like, we're talking with Nicola. Like, you know, they made these amazing products. They're not available in the U.S. anymore. Well, they are launching a cool younger brand, Being By Sanctuary, Mm -hmm. that's um, all for Gen Z. Everybody loves Gen Z. They love the Gen Z. So hot right now. Exactly. And so they... This is all for Gen Z's, and it's a body care brand. Hmm. And it's very cool. It has, like, all these little fun faces on them and all these, like, yummy, you know, flavors and caramel, hibiscus, all this, you know. Gen Z, they love a hibiscus. Yes, exactly. And I was, and I was like, well, why, why does, you know, what makes this right for Gen Z? And as I'm hearing about, like, as I'm looking at all, like, the packaging, it's very, like, bright and fun and kooky, but... For them, they were talking more about the mindset. Okay. And none of this is new to me. I'm at Teen Vogue. But they were talking about their Instagram and how it's very political. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm showing it to you now. And if you guys want um, to log on, it's being X Sanctuary. Some of the posts are, you know, and I, I don't like to get political on this podcast, but they're very political. Um, there's a lot of like. Do they? T- you mean like le- like a liberal versus conservative political, or just? Yeah, it's. Well, I'll just give you an example. One. Like so, one thing it says like this. There's a pair of hands holding up a sign, and all this is very consistent with their branding. And like, there are tons of beauty posts. Most of the stuff is very, very you know beauty oriented. But it says vote as if the future depends on it. It does. Then there's some vote for what. Well, I think, you know, they're just saying be active, be political. Okay. Here's a better one. It's a, it's a quote from Sophia Bush. If men could get pregnant, the birth control conversation would be incredibly different. So everything is very politically mm-hmm. sparked. To sell body washes and such. I was, you know, I asked them, I said, since they have like, they have a board, they're not just like two girls like in their kitchen cooking up scrubs. Um, I said, how did the board members feel about this? Because it's, you know. It's not their target market. Yeah. And they said, well, they were in favor of it. Yeah. And then I think about brands like Kat Von D just had, has just had this big kerfuffle online where she had a contest and then the winner, the winner, people on social media had looked at the winner's like um, Instagram account and she had supported Trump. And Kat Von D was very 
um, vocal about how she was upset that the winner was a Trump supporter. Okay. And while she technically did not disqualify that person and say, like, you know, we're taking away your your win, yeah. that person is no longer going to, like, you know, L.A. or whatever. Harsh. She said that, you know, this is... I don't know how it was resolved. Like, I really can't say, like, she kicked this person out, but this person's no longer the winner. Do you think this politics have a place in beauty and beauty marketing? Well, that's, like, what... I, it, the world has changed. It's certainly even changed a lot in the past year. I was always kind of taught two things. Like, you don't talk about religion. You don't talk about politics, like, at the, you know, the table or at, 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 in oh business. God. Oh, in business. Okay. And no, I don't mean just in general, but, like, right. I don't, when I come to work, I don't, and, and I am at Teen Vogue, which is a very, like, political publication. Yeah. So it is, like, I'm the, really the exception to the rule. But when I come to work and in business settings, I don't talk about religion and I don't talk about politics and these are beauty businesses mm-hmm. and they are very much talking about politics and beauty is such a widespread yeah business that appeals to so body wash appeals to everybody it's going to be sold at Ulta in October which I should have said um so I don't know I'm kind of like I'm grappling with this a little bit I don't know what I would do if I were on the board of these companies you know what it makes me think of like fashion more so- sooner than beauty did get into the politics game because if you go back to like the like even earlier I mean I only remember the 90s as far back but like making a political statement on a t-shirt or with a fashion show was sort of part of being an artist and being fashion so it made sense to me when in th- it's in that industry but, the- but with body wash I like aren't you just alienating whoever doesn't agree with your political statement? Well, yeah, yes and no. Like with the fashion, I feel like it was, and, and I need to like really go through this much more thoughtfully, but with fashion... That's why we have a podcast, girl. <laughs> Think it out with me. <laughs> with fashion, like who was... Nike wasn't putting a stake in the ground. Was Converse putting a stake in the ground against like an administration? No. But do any of the posts for this particular brand go explicitly against a particular political ideation? Because I'm thinking they're just very general. Go vote. Who can say no? Don't go vote. I I think um, from my conversation yesterday with the belief with with, with the being people. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely. I think with my conversation with the being representative, it was anti-Trump. Lush has been, um, I believe, yeah. um, far more liberal. Kat Bundy, absolutely anti-Trump. There's a lipstick line that I think that's actually called like F Trump. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so these aren't like controversial points of view. It's not like, oh my God, this weird like left leftist, like nut job, you know, fringe group. It is a a very widespread opinion in in the culture. Yeah. But to make it part of your business, I still feel... But you can always is, argue it's only 50% of the culture. Well, that that's what it's I'm weird. thinking. So, and all, brands like Ulta and Sephora, they're they're all over the country. Yeah. So, I um I'm going to start a pro Trump makeup line. I see a white space in the market. Oh. Why are you laughing? Oh, I'm a businesswoman. Like, don't you think if there's these there would be an they're, opposite side? I think the neutral brands are probably neutral for a reason or they right. just don't see a conversation right. i'm curious what you guys think um email us let us know let us know where you stand on this um i'm not necessarily interested in hearing your political opinions but but sure if you want to include um, them because um, i'm sure i'll get some for my pro trump oh what can i call it it's gonna be a body wash line of like yeah i'm into this idea i'm curious to know what your uh, what your take is 
on brands that take a political stance? Does that incentivize you more to support them or, you know, is it something where you're kind of neither you're little neither here nor there? Are you neutral? You know what it reminds me of too. If you support a nonprofit, so many of these beauty brands have a philanthropical cause. Mm-hmm. Those are already by their nature a little bit sided towards one type of political ideology. Like you could say, oh, it's going towards the NRDC, and then someone could argue that's a very liberal cause. Right, so right. in a way, like Body Shop or something with animal rights, yeah. those seem like liberal causes. Where another one might be giving to like Catholic Relief Services of America. Maybe that seems like a conservative cause. I'm really generalizing here. Mm-hmm. But just by giving money to charities, charities are political, like, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So is it as new as we think it is? That's an interesting point. It's a different take on it for sure. They're definitely being more explicit about it. But I'm not – like, I wonder. Maybe we just don't see them because they're not in cities and we live on the coast. I'm sure there are beauty brands on Etsy for sure definitely that are supportive of both sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, I've actually, so, I actually, sh- I'd be curious to research that. I want to hear what you guys think too, though. Does is it going to alienate you from buying a product? Um, and if I make a pro-Trump beauty line, will you buy it? If I make a, I can make both. I can make pro-Trump, anti-Trump, and then you sell both, and you see which people buy. That happened at the pet store across the street from me. What they happened? Had a, they had a Trump. Like um doll, like a Trump, like a you know chewy doll, yeah. and a Hillary one oh, during the election. Yeah, yeah, during the election, it's really funny. I remember it very clearly. I don't know because they were dog toys. Like I was just kind of seeing the window and like laugh. I don't know which one went out. I have a nice relationship with the owner. I'll ask him. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll and we'll back. and we'll report back and we'll do and we'll look into these brands some more. Yeah. Um, and see what you guys think. Oh. Yes, guess what? August 1st through 7th is. Dun, da, da, da. Tell me. It's National Cleanse Your Skin Week. Oh, I'm going to be sure to cleanse that week. I love these weeks in these days. Like, because I didn't cleanse any other time of the year. <laughs> right? So, so, what, so what happens that week? What are um, we going to do? Well, first of all, I think it was the initiative of uh, CeraVe, the, the cleansing company. They make cleansers. You know mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did this Excuse whole. Me, just drinking my water. Drink your water. She's still hydrating. Yeah. We're still going to find out if she's more hydrated. Uh, they did a big survey to go along with it, but they want to remind people of the importance of cleansing. And I rem- and I was talking to them. I was like, "Do people need a reminder to wash their face?" And they Some said, "Please do. hold while we give you the stats on the survey. Oh You're God. not going to believe this. Are you ready? Forty percent of women skip washing their face altogether before bedtime." You know what? I believe it because I have conversations with people 40%? in the beauty industry. And like, I, yeah, a lot of people do not wash their face. Do you know what is out there? We discussed on last week's podcast the things that fly across the A subway train, the dirty, dirty oh. things. Like this crap that gets on my face throughout the day, plus all the makeup I put in it. I cannot imagine going to bed without washing my face. I hear 40%. people like hawking loogies on the daily. E- even if you don't wash, even if you don't put makeup on, wash your face. Oh, my God. And then this other one, this, this you'll love too. Ooh. 40% of women use body wash or hand soap to wash their face. What it's do you, the, 2017. There's an entire aisle just for body wash. 
for for face washing. Like, or, yeah, for yeah, for face wash. Yeah, yeah and a, and a body wash aisle too. Maybe yeah. they're confused. Maybe they went to the wrong one. But I'm picturing people with like palm olive kitchen soap and like oh, oh well, I went past the kitchen sink like pump pump a little lemon. <laughs> and then, I don't know. Like it's so weird. I have sensitive skin. Like why is it so dry? <laughs> um, okay, so, so if, in honor of National Cleanser Week, I have to ask you what's your what's your nighttime cleansing routine? What do you what do you do? Um, I usually do like I take it off with ponds. Uh huh. Or oh, you I go like a cold cream first. A cold cream, and then. Sometimes, like, then I'll use, like, a toner, and then I'll, like, do my skincare routine. Or I'll use a cleansing balm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Pons is very, like, balmy. Or I'll use a cleansing balm. Um, I mean, I have a few that I use, like, right. different ones. Or sometimes if I'm not wearing that much makeup, I use a cleansing milk. I do not do, like, a, anything that foams or, like, a gel or anything like that. Interesting. I've been getting on the – so I was talking to people at CeraVe, and I had them send me some of the products to try. Yeah. And I've been do, sort of doing a double cleanse with one of the products. Oh, you double cleanse. Well, they, they have – Makeup removing cleanser cloths that are like the most gentle, super sensitive, mm-hmm. which I really liked. And then I'm always a foaming girl, but they have a bar. Remember, like, you know, when they were cleansing bars, it's not like a beauty body bar. It's definitely yeah, a like facial a base, wash like a as something. a bar. Yeah. It is amazing. It's like nice. white and creamy and moisturizing, but for your face only. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I like the action of like slipping the bar around, getting some suds going, and then washing my face. So I've been double cleansing. I just don't like it because I feel like the bar always like flies out of my hands. Okay, well if you don't like that, they also have a hydrating facial cleanser. Nice. And a foaming facial cleanser. You don't like foam. No. You like the hydrating. Yeah. Guess what the best part of all of this is? What is it? Who's your favorite fat mascara co-host? Is it me? I'm asking the listeners. Oh, I was like, well, yeah, that's a tough run for me. <laughs> you look offended. <laughs> I got a giveaway for our listeners. Amazing score. Okay, in honor of National Cleanser Face Week, or whatever the hell it's called, National Cleanser Skin Week, <laughs> we are giving away 50 people are going to get a set of these four cleansers I just mentioned from CeraVe. So you're going to get the foaming one, the hydrating one, which is like every dermatologist's wet dream, I swear. Like they have quotes from every dermatologist, non-drying, non-stripping. So that's lovely. The bar that I've been using that I really like and the makeup removing wipes. Excellent. All of them like dermatologist tested and super approved. A value of $37.64. That's that's actually a lot of money. Yeah, because these are good, like, yeah. hydrating cleansers. We're not talking about, like, palm olive dish soap It's going to last you a long time, too. Maybe more than National Cleanse Your Skin Week. <laughs> I would say. Um, okay, so if you want to enter to win, we're going to post this on the Instagram as well. But all you have to do is email info at Fat Mascara. Put CeraVe in the subject, C-E-R-A-V-E. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the brand. And then just put your name and address in the body of the email. And the first 50 people to send us their name and address. Yes will get a $37.64 prize package from CeraVe. Nice. I know, right? That's really good. It probably won't come till after National Cleanse Your Skin Week is over. So you'll have like, you know, a September cleanse <laughs> or a late August cleanse. It's good for so many skin types. Yes. And I'm going to give you one too, Jess, because I want you to try these products. I will. All I right. will. Thank you. You're welcome. here with psychiatrist Samantha Boardman, the founder of Positive Prescription. She's in the house. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Okay, so we're going to get into the intersection of psychiatry, psychology, and beauty, which do actually intersect, I think. Um, But before we do that, tell us, 
where do you practice medicine and what is positive prescription? I'm at Cornell and I've sort of, I started there and I've stayed there. I did medical school there. I did my residency there and I'm still on the faculty there. And positive prescription was but the opposite of everything that I learned in medical school because it's really born out of this interest and need to into the science of wellness. I care about sort of less about, you know, sort of what's wrong, but more about like how what's strong. How can we focus on wellness and health rather than illness? And I was really good at misery and really good at illness (laughs) and kind of dialing down people's symptoms, which is super important. And Someone would come to my office with a chief complaint, and that's the centerpiece of everything. And it never occurred to me to focus on anything else. And then a couple of years ago, I got fired by a patient who was like, you know what? All we do is talk about everything that's wrong in my life. And she was right. And so I ended up going back to school, and I got a degree in positive psychology, which is really the science of health and wellness. And so positive prescriptions really based on that. It's my website where I sort of share all these sort of actionable um, information that's I think people really find it to be relevant for their lives in in daily ways that they can integrate into their lives, never in like a finger-wagging way. It's all science-based, sort of like little micro-changes. And I think those sort of – it's in your daily sort of micro-moments where the magic lives. Yeah, most people think of your practice as like, well, I have a problem and we need to fix it. So yes, yes, listen totally. up, even if you don't have a problem. What are these micro moments? Like, what are you talking about? Well, I think like, you know, so we often think of, you know, you go to see a psychiatrist at like at a big inflection point, right? Like when something big and bad is happening mm-hmm. in some way and when you've been um, sort of hit by a boulder or in between sort of in between jobs or in between um, relationships, something like that. And what it really sort of started like emerging to me is was it's not really how you're dealing with this awful thing that's happened because people are like stunningly resilient. It's amazing how in the face of sort of loss or even difficulty, people really are able to bounce back. And it's not what we usually think. We usually think like, oh, you need to talk to somebody or, oh, you need to sort of, you need help. And even after like 9-11, the assumption was so many people would go on to develop like PTSD and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're astonishingly resilient. And I think a lot of it has to do with social support during tough times. But, you know, it's just having a bad day. It's like that game of whack-a-mole you're playing all day long and, like, putting out a thousand fires at once. And that most people really feel that way today. And I think they're sort of overwhelmed and overcome by the daily hassles. And, mm. like, let's face it, nobody's bringing you a casserole because you had, like, a bad commute. You know, <laughs> your conditioning's broken. Like, yeah. that's yeah. just, like, no one cares. It's boring. You but know, those are the ones that add up, aren't but they? But that's yeah. the stuff. And then it's sort of contagious because you're walking around with this negativity. And then we all get so sucked into, you know, that just productivity pornography. And we're obsessed with, like, how can I do a thousand things at once? And I think it really starts taking away from, like, those little things and those micro moments to get back at that that can really are, are life-enhancing. Yeah. What's, like, a good life-enhancing micro moment? A lot of it, I think, has to do with our interactions with other people. That, you know, that you'll sort of be walking around, looking at your phone, looking down, and not just sort of looking up, making eye contact. Even I love this study of looking at people who, when they made eye contact with their barista and said thank you, they went on to have a better day than those who were just like scrolling through their phone and like grunting and throwing like their change on the table. <laughs> like these little things, it's holding the elevator door. It's like, oh, saying, can I get you, you know, I'm going around the corner to get a sandwich. Those little things, these little micro interactions. Being kind to people. And sort of randomly, it can be strangers too, like people who talk to strangers on the train. I mean, I don't know if that's to be encouraged in New York City, but (laughs) then you might end up in my emergency room. But then (laughs) it's just, they actually go on to have a better day. And I think we we make the wrong choices based on our assumptions that are wrong. Like, oh, I just need to get more done. It'd be weird if I spoke to that person or wouldn't that be awkward? But it is in 
even with our with our friends and with our loved ones and even with strangers, it's like giving them the time of day and mm -hmm. like looking up. And if someone says, hey, look at this, actually like looking up from your phone or, and putting it away and sharing a moment. I love that. It's kind so of cool. Nice. You know, yeah. chocolate tastes better. I just was, I love this study. If you share a piece of chocolate with somebody and even a stranger, it tastes better than if you eat it. Oh. They're like, they're like, they're even near you or like maybe doing something or looking at their phone. And then you ask people to rate the chocolate and they also get a piece, but it's not in the like synchronized way. They rate it as tasting less good. And it's the same piece of chocolate. It's, it's just, so funny. It's a shared experience is better. I'm thinking of a beauty example. You know, when people are getting their makeup done and you're just watching them get their makeup done, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it relaxes me. Like, even if I'm not the being the one that's, like, having makeup brushes on my face. There's something weirdly soothing about that, isn't yeah. it? I even, like, all the, yeah. all the, Jess and I always talk about this, like, all of the beauty, like, products, the beauty world, there is something that can be really positive and soothing about it. But as, like, very strong women who are a little bit feminist, too, I've heard from other women, you know, they feel like they can't reconcile their feminism with beauty. Like, they feel like they shouldn't have to put makeup on to be to go out into the world. So I'm wondering if someone is like that, where they're like, I don't need lipstick. Be yourself. You don't have to wear makeup. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you reconcile that with the fact that, like, I like wearing makeup. It makes me feel good. Or even the interest, if I can just, like, add on to that, even just the interest in beauty. Like, yeah. It seems, it kind seems of superficial. Frivolous and, like, a little embarrassing. Tell us, to, tell us it's not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I've, you know, for a long time felt really guilty about loving clothes and makeup and, you know, even doing my nails and like feeling like that, that that made me feel good. And it was sort of like my secret that I really like that, that mattered to me in some way, because how dare you be taken seriously in a world, you know, especially even in medicine where who cares about how you look, you're supposed yeah. to have greasy hair and circles under your eyes. But you know, there's a lot of research out there, and I think maybe it's why I started looking into this, that, like, we're sort of all off the hook here, mm -hmm. and that it's really important to feel strong. And I think for, for those of us who do feel good by, you know, using these products or, you know, putting on a dress that makes us feel good, that's one of our little, like, that's, I think that that's, that's just in our arsenal of stuff that maybe makes us feel strong. Someone else, it might be, like, going for a run or doing something, um, you know, doing something else that sort of gives them that feeling of strength. And in old-fashioned sort of mental hospitals, they always used to have a beauty salon in them because one of the things that happens when people become really depressed is they they stop taking care of themselves. If you mm -hmm. started to see, you know, a woman who was usually typically really well-groomed, who had chipped nails or, you know, her, her roots were really growing out, that was unusual and it could go along with some other symptoms of that self-neglect. And part of of getting well was going into that hair salon in the hospital and having your nails done and having your hair done. And I think that they, they intuitively knew that when you looked better, you also felt better. It doesn't mm -hmm. just go one way. It doesn't, you just, you know, you can't just say, oh, it doesn't matter. I think to some people it does. It's just one of those things that does matter to them. And you feel stronger. It's the same way, you know, if you put on a dress, you feel good in. You know, you, you stand up a little taller. You're more mm -hmm. open to meet somebody new. Your body posture changes than if you're in, you know, something that's too tight or you sort of don't feel good in. You'll sort of hunch over. You're not in a good mood. And it's not going to ruin your day, but it's not going to, like, enhance your day either. Now, you mentioned that, you know, beauty is just one of the tools. You know, for somebody, it's a run or, you know, doing you know, whatever hobby or something. But how do you know if your focus on looks and beauty, et cetera, 
is becoming too much, too big of a tool, too <laughs> much of a special hobby or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, when does it veer on unhealthy or even, um, perhaps this is a separate issue, but, like, dysmorphic, where, like, you know, yeah. I really need to fix that. Like, my know, nose is so big, thighs. I got to contour for three hours. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, like, my body just isn't quite where it needs to be, so I'm like going to keep on focusing on this. Yeah. No, and I think it's really important to give yourself the permission to love beauty and beauty products and to take care of yourself, but then there is that darker side of it. And, you know, really the, the sort of litmus test of that is, is it interfering with your life and your lifestyle or your friends or your job? You know, are you spending that much time looking in the mirror um, and are you buying, you spending more money than you should be, than you would budget for and you don't feel like you can control it. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. when you're sort of going into that darker mm-hmm. side. Another point about that is I think sometimes when people are a little, you know, a little bit depressed or anxious or just not at their best, they'll sometimes use this excuse of like, oh, I need like a lot of self-care. And we're told a lot in magazines Mm -hmm. or in other places like, oh, take care of yourself first, take care of yourself first. And sometimes I think people use it as an excuse to kind of press eject and withdraw from their friends or their family. They'll be like, oh, I can't go to my friend's birthday party tonight because they're, you know, it's it's going to be too late or at the restaurant that I don't eat the food at. And, you know, I, I need my beauty sleep or I'm going to be doing a mask tonight or I've got to drink my juice instead. And I think that's sometimes self-care. It's really important, but not too much of it when it starts to undermine, I think, your well-being. Uh-huh. Like when they sort of step out from regular life because it doesn't fit with their self-care routines. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, like, well, I, I remember being, I mean, I don't know what you think about this, but, like, I remember I was, like, diehard Weight Watchers for years. And Weight Watchers, the, the beauty of it is, like, you can eat everything as long as it fits into the plan. But, like, there were times <laughs> where I'm like, I'm not going to that restaurant. I mean, I don't do this anymore, and I hope that I don't ever do this again. But, like, I had opted out of many social occasions because, like, I was like, they don't have anything at that restaurant for mm-hmm. me. And I don't know if you would see that as... If I, if this like kind of fits the profile of what you're talking about, but it was like, I was like, I'm being good to myself. It's just not worth the points or yes, like you know, yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. But it was, it was stepping out of something because I thought that it was good for like my body, but I actually missed something that I think is more important, which is like being with friends and like doing, having a normal life. I think so. And I think sort of looking back at, at, on things and even you ask people who are older, like, what do they regret most? And sometimes it's just like not showing up. Yeah. Stuff, you know? Yeah. And, like, when you're not showing up, maybe it's a problem. Yes. I would, <laughs> or if you, you know, don't feel good in the, your jeans, like put on different jeans and then show up. Totally. And one thing, like get rid yeah, of the just, stuff. Yeah, just. No, yeah. that's good advice. But yeah. get rid of the stuff you don't feel good in, you know? Yeah. Like somebody else might, you know, enjoy that dress or, the, or that, you know, whatever, that, 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 that pair of jeans that, that to keep those skinny jeans in your closet just so, you know, one day you'll fit into them. Like, get rid of them. They're mocking you sitting there. Just, like, if you have things mm-hmm. that you feel good in. And I do think when when you use those excuses of a diet or, um, you know, oh, I've got to stay home and do this beauty regimen or I'm on a, you know, <laughs> I, or I, I can't miss this spinning class or something. And then you're missing out on some of those social interactions. I think, yeah, that is undermining your connections and your well-being. And it's time to think long and hard about, like, wait a minute, am I using this as an excuse to hide behind something? Yeah. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. When, when you say connections, I feel like a lot of us are like, we're connected even if we're not going out because we have social media. And <laughs> And, like, the beauty uh, industry is so big on social media. And Jess and I follow a lot of women that 
I will scroll through and I will look at their pictures. I'm like, she's so pretty. This is so gorgeous. But I'll watch other people scroll through and they'll be like, oh, I can never look like her. And it's almost like they're hate following. These there are a couple yes. of people I hate follow. Well, JK, JK, JK. <laughs> but like, how do you, so my question would be, how, how do you reframe the way you're dealing with, and I'm not talking about friends that you know. Yeah. I mean, these like big influencer women that probably have retouched their photos and things like that. But how do you reframe looking at all these images so that you don't leave your little social media session feeling worse? Well, they say it takes about 17 seconds to feel badly just when you start scrolling through Instagram. I mean, it's like... For anybody? Oh, my God, that's I think it's for young women. I've got to go look at the study again, but I think it was for young women. And that you... you Just that self-comparison mode that kicks in of, oh, I'll never have that body. I never have that great hair. Look at her luscious lips. Look at, like, her curves. Like, that shading. I could never do that makeup. Mm -hmm. And that it really can start making you feel badly about yourself unless you're looking at it as... You, you're you're priming yourself, being like, this is just for fun. Like you know, it's yeah. sort of, it's 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 beautiful. It's choreographed. It's um, sort of curated in a way, and it's really just a fantasy that you're observing rather than actual real life. And, right. And it's, comparison can be really healthy at times. You know, you, you see it with you know young children or you know with artists or athletes or whatever that, that it's really important to sometimes compare yourself to somebody else like I can do better and that, than that obviously you should be comparing yourself to yourself but it isn't so unhealthy to think oh if I can run a mile you know last time he did it faster than I did you know this time she's gonna beat him so it's not so unhealthy but I think when it becomes so unattainable yeah. and so beyond what could be even your possible reality it can get pretty unhealthy and I think if that stuff like makes you feel bad consistently unfollow them you can you know yeah. I don't know so why simple. you think it's set in stone. I, I had Isn't to unfollow Emrata mm -hmm. why why just she, those proportions are not normal you were just saying unattainable and I was thinking of a couple influencers and I was like either it's fake or I don't know what's going on but like no one's gonna look like that yes. ever yeah so, it's really sort of fascinating I mean if you're sort of looking yeah. through that lens but if you treat it like a music video just something yeah. fun to watch yes. not like, like a human should be like a disclaimer like they're on cigarettes like you know be like this is a fantasy you're yes, like you're totally. watching the best possible yeah I mean yes. yeah. You know, people are looking at Instagram. I mean, every, like I see like nine-year-olds with cell phones and you know their own Instagram accounts. Little scary, but I don't know if. Listen, I know when you know when I was a little kid, there were always kids that were, you know, faster and were into beauty, into fashion. Like I was into beauty super young, but I feel like I was like one of the only one of the only ones in my group that was into it. Now I go and I see girls who I thought they were like 16 and they're 11. Like everyone's really into beauty and if they're looking at Instagram they want to look like Kim Kardashian or Kylie. Like I feel like the beauty culture has really like aged down. Yeah. So would you would you agree with that and like what sort of implications yeah, Do you no, think I there think it are. has trickled down. And the, it is sort of that self-esteem thing. I think that self-comparison when these, especially these, these little girls can't sort of enjoy, I think, just kind of being themselves and running around in a pair of, you know, ripped shorts and a T-shirt, where suddenly you sort of see them looking in the mirror a whole lot more. And I've got a daughter who's nine, and I sort of noticed that recently, that she suddenly is so much more aware of. And at that age, I mean, I had no clue I was wearing like a little smock dress and pigtails you know and it was just mm -hmm. not weighing in on that kind of thing and I think that that self-comparison does kick in and they're so much more aware of the beauty out there that is so un unattainable like oh that girl has blue eyes and they're so pretty or she's so tall or she's so thin yeah it's easier to find I guess that's what my point is like you know yeah. before I feel like you had to kind of look for it or like you know see an actress in a movie and then aspire to it but now everyone is kind of 
there's a blurring. You don't know yeah. who's 16 or 12 or 22. They all look, or 100. I mean, like, yeah. they all look sort of the same, though. But I think it is that sort of just knowing it's a fantasy is a helpful distinction. Mm-hmm. And I think also, like, around that type of thing, it's, you know, it's it's fun. If you're having a good time with, like, putting on makeup and it's almost creative and it's it's, it's play in some way. Yeah. Because it can be a, a form of play. And I think that's, that's the beauty of beauty is you get to, you know, be a different, you get to wear a new lipstick and feel totally different. Yeah. And so if you're using it as a form of play rather than like, I, I feel ugly without this. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Do you think that it's gotten to a place where it, it's easy to take like a pot shot at like the Kardashians, but that kind of super sexual beauty is more prevalent today than it was before? I mean, when I was younger, I wanted to look like Madonna and Debbie Gibson and Madonna was very sexy, but I feel like it's super turned up right now. Yeah, it's dialed up. I mean, I'd look, I had those Madonna do-rags too, I confess. It was <laughs> not good. But it is, and even you're certainly seeing it in the fashion. I mean, it's yeah. really sexy. I mean, it's very porn star yeah, it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, I guess it's the like whole the full package. Like the glossy lips, the like, yeah. yeah, it's all long and wiggy. <laughs> and that, that, I mean, the one side is you can say like whether maybe there's like an openness to it, but it, it is early it's coming earlier and earlier. And the, the other side of that, though, is you're seeing, your, you know, maybe you're seeing it trickle down to younger children, but you're also seeing, you know, women in their 40s who, you know, are trying to look like they're 25 or even women in their 60s are trying to look so much younger. And I just went to go see the Irving Penn show at the Met. Mm-hmm. And they there was the beautiful woman who he married. And she she's such a woman. And she's so beautiful. And I think she must have been like 27 in some of these photographs that she took those iconic pictures of her. And it's funny, looking at her, she almost, she looks older in a certain way but she yeah. really looks mm-hmm. like an elegant woman she does not look like a girl and it's funny I saw it with a, a fashion designer and he was said women look like that then they looked like women they didn't look like girls and the embrace of that kind of the, the womanliness not the childishness like the girly look or trying to like you mm. know all those women who are like oh I'm gonna dress like my daughter like no right. you're not friends mm-hmm. like you are her mother don't look like her very you like real housewives oh, yeah. God, what are you doing yeah part of what plays into this too I think plastic surgery is obviously more prevalent now cosmetic plastic surgery than it was then are you ever asked to consult on uh you know cases of plastic surgery that have psychological repercussions and what are some of the issues or maybe the positive things that come out of getting plastic surgery yeah, I mean, I think that there are like a lot of positive changes that can happen. I do mm-hmm. think going back to the mothers and the daughters, I do think sometimes like the mothers want so badly for their daughters to be popular and beautiful. They're yeah. so willing at such a young age to have their like hair blown out at nine, you know, or their nails done regularly and, you know, to get that nose job as young as they can. I've never consulted on a on a surgery patient Um like that and most plastic surgeons don't unless they think there's some kind of underlying like it's know, not so it's not required to have any sort definitely, of definitely definitely no not. even if you're a younger age or like under 18 no as long as your i mean it's on. really as long as like the doctor and that you've been cleared medically to do it absolutely i mean mm. with you know there's some things that you really notice like a young woman whose you know breasts are just too enormous and she feels like she kind of you know she can't well, that's almost a health issue at yes, that point. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, a nose or something like that. I mean, I always urge patients I see, I, I don't see anybody under the age of 18, just wait, your body is changing so much. And even like your face is changing so much before you do anything, you might regret it if you get it, your nose done, you know, when you're you're really under the age of 18. I mean, for friends of mine who have kids, like your your face is going to change, grow into that. Like maybe you'll be, you'll regret having done something or created some little ski slope somewhere you wouldn't, wouldn't want to do. <laughs> um, I think it's really a case by case issue though. And it is something we're seeing more and more in kids and in, in, in 
breast implants in young girls as young as like 16. Is that really still happening? Oh, yeah. In, but like in New York 16? City? Mm-hmm. In New York City. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's well, insane. Breast reductions, which we've breast talked reductions, about. Breast reductions, but like I feel like breast implants are... I just feel like I don't see them as much anymore. Well, they're kind of... I'm not judging. I just feel like I don't see them, so they must be getting very good. They are good. <laughs> it's true, though. You know? Because you know, the, what they are is they're like the perfect little kind of perky ones, but which is, you know, fine maybe at 16 because you haven't, you haven't, your body hasn't kind of grown into itself yet. So it's just... You know, I, oh like, my God, what I wouldn't give for my 16 year old boobs right now. I was like, wait a second, like, are, are these perky ones? Do they have like a brand name? What are these perky boobs? Oh, the gummy bear. The gummy bear. Oh, the gummy bear. That can be that was any like, size. Yeah, though, like that's like a bear. kind of. That's yeah. like yeah. a. Yeah. They're like kind of like the, those perfect little perky, like large B, small C kind of. But, you know, these 16 year olds don't, shouldn't be having that. Because done. those aren't, like, I think people don't realize too, they have to be updated every 10 to 15 oh, years. Yeah. Are the perky ones, do they cost more? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, not like, plastic I'm, I'm not a I candidate for them. I just want to know, like, the, you know how things that look like better, they have a better quality. They're more expensive. Are the ones that are more are subtler? Are they more expensive than like your Vegas baby, like Pam Anderson ones? I don't know. It's an interesting question. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. The but boob guy. <laughs> I just think, you know. I just wonder. Yeah. You know, if it's yeah. like. You know? Absolutely, like expensive makeup is tends yeah, exactly. to be subtler yeah. and not like super bright. Yeah, yeah, and there's like silicone or saline. Like, which ones are you using? Yeah, gummy yeah. bear. Okay, this is we're gonna table for future this. Reference. Yeah, but maybe for slime soon. <laughs> like, <laughs> slime's the perfect. The Gen Zs are gonna be all over that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what's your number one gripe with with, uh, with all, like with what we do? With, we write about beauty, like yeah. beauty advertising. Does any of this bother you? Uh, I just think maybe it's the the the, like the need for newness incessantly. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's my gripe I, too. Yeah, really? It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, like we have to just kind of you know reinvent the wheel. And you know, constantly. and then they'll discontinue my favorite lipstick. You know, something oh. like that. that really? What's, what did they discontinue? Did that ever happen to you? There was some Tom Ford color that I was like, you can't. <gasps> That's do so that funny. To somebody me. else just told me about a Tom Ford color because he like redid the line, and she's like, where do I find it? I thought that your your gripe was going to be much more heady and like you know cerebral. Oh hell no! <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be about a discontinued lip color. But like, is there anything? Okay, so but I get what you're saying. The newness, the kind of. Do you feel like we're making up trends? We're making up like nonsense. No, I because I do find the value in 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 beauty, and I, I think it's just important though for women to feel really good in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So whatever is going to work for them, like I'm all for it. And I, you know, for, for for younger women too, I think it's really important that they if that's part of their routine and part of something that makes them feel yeah. strong. I'm all for that, but I don't think it's. It's something I don't have an issue. I think the advertising is a little bit misleading, obviously. And yeah. no, you're not going to have that body when you use that product, and your eyelashes are not going to look that yeah. long. So that's, but that's always been the case. Yeah. So you have to know that. I mean, look, we're also smart, informed consumers. Like, come on, like yeah. we can't be wagging our fingers at them. Like we we know better. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think the industry has to be proud of at this moment? Are there any strides that we've made? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's something that. That it's it's out there. I think for so long it was sort of in the closet a little bit for women. Mm. That like you were sort of embarrassed about you know the beauty routine a little bit. Like men could always announce like I'm going to the gym, and you know like a woman would be like oh I'm just gonna go around the corner, but she's having her nails done. You know like you would yeah. never say it or like kind of come out like that. And I think yeah. women are much more comfortable now talking about their their like what they do, and not just I mean it's 
you know, maybe it's not something they do, you know, other than with their friends in some way, but it's come out of the closets and out of the bathrooms oh, a little bit. Oh, all the bit. listeners know about my mustache. Oh, yeah. So I hope that makes them feel better. And, you know, we... Sh- no, truly. So. Yes, but I think that that's kind of really liberating. Like, oh, no, I'm not the only one, you know, who's, like, got this, like, hair issue or this, you know, the yeah. things that, that we sort of were embarrassed about. And I think that the beauty industry has been really wonderful and mm-hmm. being like, no, it's okay. Like, this person has a weird mole behind their mm-hmm. ear, too, or, you know, there's something that it's taken away from I think a lot of that body shaming though that people were embarrassed about things that Mm -hmm. were sort of quirky or weird or the unibrow or whatever like no I pluck it too you know like it's okay and kind of giving ourselves permission to talk about it um getting back to like a positive prescription to use your term I wanted to ask you about self-confidence because a lot of the language that's out there is always like you be you or you do you and just be confident and it's very just like it's easy just do it (laughs) right and if you're not feeling like in a good place about yourself, it's not that easy. So I wonder, is there any exercises somebody could do to boost their confidence? Or is there any advice you have that is like a little bit more practical or based in science than just like, be happy with who you are? Oh my gosh, it's the, that's like pet peeve of mine. Like, yeah. oh, be happy or really a pet peeve is be yourself. Because you know what? What does that mean, frankly? Like we're all in motion we're all acts in progress like there's a really probably good self and a really scary one and it's not the same that it was yesterday and it's not going to be the same tomorrow (laughs) and we look back and we realize how much we've changed over even six months or a year or five years but we have a really hard time imagining how much we are going to change going forward and I I love how we are sort of in this constant transformation and, and that we're we're works in progress. And when people say be yourself, it's meaningless and useless. And I used to sort of get really sort of nervous when I would publicly speak and someone would say, oh, be yourself. And I thought it was the worst advice (laughs) because if I was going to be myself, I'm going to run right out that back door. (laughs) And so I started thinking to myself, what would Barbara Walters do at this moment? And it was just this sort of way out of my own head of sort of self-pity and, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess this up and anxiety, and to give me access into somebody else. And I think that really speaks to this idea, sometimes don't be yourself, be on you. Like, what's the opposite be thing? Be on you. Yeah, what, 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 what's the thing? Like, you probably, like, if you're nervous right now, like, maybe you want to go and eat a bucket of ice cream or stay <laughs> home and, and, and not go out yeah. with your friends tonight or whatever. What's the opposite thing that actually might help you feel better right now? And I think, like, it's the being on you can be really liberating because you don't always have to be yourself all the time because there is no perfect self. There's, there's your values. That's who you are. But the idea that you have to kind of be true to yourself, I mean, we're not Hamlet. Like, you don't have to <laughs> do that. And, and, you know, to thine own self, don't be true. Who are people who inspire you even? If you don't feel like being un-you and doing that opposite thing, what about somebody who really inspires you? What would Barbara Walters do right now? What would, you know, Michelle Obama do right now? What would somebody who you really think, you know, would have good judgment in this moment? It might be somebody you know. It might be somebody, you know, who, who's a role model. And I think even we can find examples in literature of, you know, what would, um, you know, th- there's a study looking at, at kids and you could say, you can say to a kid, like, oh, clean up your room or like, or what would Harry Potter do right now? Like those Ooh. types of things mm-hmm. are access somebody else's strengths. I was giving a presentation the other day and I pretended I was somebody else. Who'd you pretend you were? Um, she, I, I don't know if she's listening so that make her feel that might make her feel weird, but my friend Lucy, she gives amazing really? presentations and I told her Did it work? It, I think it did. It went really well. But she's she gives like baller presentations, and I love watching her talk. Like as she's like done them in front of me, uh-huh. and I'm just like she could be talking. She could be reading like the phone book, and I'm like, oh my god, that was gripping. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I tapped into her because I don't, that's, like, not my jam. I love that, though. Yeah, but I left, but when I was done, I was, like, I felt, like, buzzy, you know? Yeah. It's liberating to get out of our own heads sometimes and to go against our grain. Like, I think sometimes we have these automatic responses like because it's just like in our repertoire of like behavior is like oh I always do this when this happens and and then when you can sort of break away from that and it's really liberating to kind of be on you and sort of notice the smorgasbord of other options it's like Beyonce with Sasha Fierce I don't think she needs to be Sasha Fierce anymore but yes when she was like Like a long time ago yeah she she said she turned into Sasha Fierce yes Yes, and it's kind of like that that best self I think she's accessing mm-hmm. in some way and that that's what we need to aspire to, hmm, you yeah. know, rather than, you know, whatever this notion, this vague idea it's of like, like, oh, yourself. Don't be on you. That is so funny. That's like the most like un- uninspirational but inspirational thing. Yeah. Like, like okay, like you sit down. Let yeah. somebody else take over. <laughs> we, we've seen just about enough of you. <laughs> we, we know how this will play out. <laughs> Well, I think it gives people permission too to, when you when you can do that for yourself, and you can also do it for other people because you can let them be on them. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I think we're like, oh, I know. Oh, this I hate when people are like, oh, you yeah. always do this. Yes. They're like, that's not yes. you. And I'm like, how do you know who I am? I might be changing. Yeah. And so yes. To let yes. Somebody yes. else be on them, like instead of because we can go into that. I think like prediction mode. Like I know how this movie ends. I know you're gonna do this and yeah. then this. And like actually maybe not. Like let them be on them yeah. too. So I think it can be. It goes both ways. ways. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you gave us a couple healthy habits just now those are two good things and we also talked about putting the phone down which I feel like I've heard from every expert always but what are some other like little things you could be doing throughout the day that are going to make you feel more happy and more beautiful and more you know plugged into the world yeah and I think also like the the how is really important too. I think like putting the phone down, like because you're not really gonna do that, or if it's in your pocket, you oh, actually yeah. like literally have to turn it off and like bury it in your handbag and not have it near you. Or if you're on your desk, like don't have it, like put it on the other like side of the office, like don't have it near you. I think you really have to make those kind of changes. But those interactions with people, like interact with your loved ones, like make sure that the first thing that you touch in the morning is not your phone. Like, don't look at that. Like, if you're, you know, with your significant other, like, just make what sure. What do you do you first say, thing in the morning? I don't sleep with my phone in my, like, it's not my alarm clock. And everyone always says, oh, it's my alarm clock. So I have a battery-powered alarm clock that wakes me up because uh-huh. it lives in my bathroom, my phone. And um, I don't look at it until, like, after 8. You know, like, I need to kind of get through, like, because I don't want to be in defense mode because I know that a phone, like, it's suddenly I'll, mm-hmm. like, check email and, like, all these things that I miss. So I try to be, like, proactive. Like, I'm going to do these three things before I look at my phone. Yeah. And I find that to be super helpful. But it is in those interactions, I think, that that's, And like, do you make eye itself. contact with your barista? I do. It's like, well, I go to, like, a weird. deli I'm around the corner. I'm going to try it, but it feels weird. But it's not weird. Like, just try it, okay? And if it feels, because that's what's so cool is when you can sometimes be on you, it's like doing those things that feel unfamiliar. Like, if you brush your teeth with your left hand and you just start realizing all these really automatic like, things. Wait, what does brushing your teeth with your left hand well, do? just because, you know, suddenly it's, we're so, we have such a routine. Or if you take a shower, it's, it would, like, you'd feel like... Sometimes, you know, you get interrupted. You're like, did I wash my hair or not? Like, did I do that thing or not? And you don't realize. And you sort of have such a routine that you, it's just such autopilot. Yeah. And I think that those things that take you off of autopilot are really Mm. important. And that's like those things that can kind of help you, I think, feel fresh and new. And noticing something 
notice like three new things about like your commute to work or three new things about somebody you spend time with because we get so good at like sort of the routine and autopilot and we get good at like predicting how someone's going to behave like instead prime yourself for novelty like look for newness not newness new products like I want that lipstick back but like newness (laughs) yeah I do that on the subway I play this game I don't know if I've told you this Jess where I'll like because a lot of our job is to assess beauty like we look at models all day oh yes no I know what game you're talking about and is this photo good or not like literally our job is like sizing people up so I'll go through the subway and if, I, if I'm bored I'll, I'll make myself say my favorite visual feature about every single person on the subway I love that very sweet thing have you ever tried it? no it like breaks you out of your thing and then you just feel sort of like I don't know altruistic yeah. in a way <laughs> I didn't tell them I like their shoelaces but I'm thinking it is that your version of like loving kindness meditation? <laughs> I think so am I loving kindness meditation? Um, like okay, well, we're, we're getting near the end here, so I have to ask you about, like, true beauty products, because you do like fashion beauty. You came in in your cute, like, coral happy dress. It's making me happy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's so nice. Also, maybe wear color. We wear a lot of black, don't we? Color really makes a difference. I mean, there's a lot of research around that and how it helps. And one of my favorite studies was looking at actually just the color of your walls, too. And there's um, a color called, like, Drunk Tank Pink. It's, like, Pepto-Bismol Pink. Drunk yeah. Tank Yes, pink? and that's the name of it, of this pink color. It's a paint color. And there's a book by Daniel Pink. Um, I think it might be called Drunk Tank Pink. And it's basically about how that color in a room is really calming and soothing. And I think they looked at it in prisons and it was like a kind of calming, soothing color. And so some football teams decided, well, this is a great idea. Let's use it for when, you know, the visiting team comes. Let's put them in, in one the of the rooms. Oh, so I you love can sort of that. use it in a manipulative way. But the, you know, your surroundings and your clothes are your ultimate surroundings and environment. I mean, that's yeah. where you're living in. And do you wear a lot makes of color? I love black and I love white. And so I have to force myself to be on me in the morning. And I have a couple of on like me. really there colorful things. Like wear that red dress, wear that like orange thing. And Ooh, it applies to red lipstick. We're always telling people like, mm. and no woman wants to wear red lipstick. They always feel like, I can't wear red lipstick. Yes. And well, red lipstick, you know, there's, there's also studies looking at um, women who wear red lipstick or red t-shirts too, that... They are like they feel more confident and in, in when they when they wear these these like sort of brighter colors and waitresses who wore red lipstick got more t- tips and people thought like that's sort of condescending oh men were thinking that they looked a certain way and it was no they actually felt more confident oh. so I do think there are those kind of moments where you you know color can really affect you or what you're wearing can really affect you and and it's the best argument for some red lipstick and also though I remember looking at this study of people. Um, that less really is more with makeup. I mean, m- you know, men prefer it when women wear less makeup. Women prefer it when women, women wear less makeup. And, like, we prefer it ourselves when we're wearing, like, we look more natural rather than weird. Like, that's something mm-hmm. that's unfamiliar and strange. I mean, another pet peeve, those, like, yellow eyeshadows. Like, nobody wants to look like a leper. Like, there's no <laughs> point. I mean, yes, in a fashion magazine it looks cool. But, like, yeah. in the layman's hands, I don't think so. I definitely tried it a couple times. I, can't <laughs> I mean, I've tried those things at home just for fun and then wiped them off and then put on my, like, natural face. I've probably tried it, like, probably six times. It's such know. an opportunity, yeah. to, though, to be yeah. creative, yeah. I think, with color. I, like, I was just playing. Just playing. <laughs> um, what about you? Are you, like, a beauty girl? What are some of your favorite beauty products? I love that Biologique Repechage stuff. Oh. I'm obsessed that P50 with it. That P50 lotion? I'm obsessed with it. Like Put I would that on the list of things it. people always yeah. bring up too. That and RMS. That mascara classics. 
Yeah, we do. That's funny. Greatest we should hits. put those together. Well, how's Fat Mascara? How's the name? How did you come up oh, with that? Oh, Jess can tell that story. It's, it's just like the beauty industry is like silly and fun and like outside And hyperbolic. And, yeah, Always. hyperbolic. So at first of all, the name just like came. I mean, whether if you think it's bad, that's not a cool thing to say. Like, it you just came not to telling me. the funny story. She was talking about how mascara wands were getting bigger and bigger. And she was like, I feel like soon I'm going to yeah. get the mascara wand at the drugstore. It's going to be the size of a blow dryer. And you just have to <laughs> no, like, no, more and a bigger, like the size of like, like a big, you know, those big crayons that they sell for like kids. It's yes. like a bank. Yeah. Or something. Like, here's my, and it's like, here's and then you put it in mascara. Like the, yeah, and you put it like the shopping cart, like the trunk of the car. Like, and that's the wand. Because every person is bigger, better, bolder, 20 yes. times. But yes. the name just, like, I was just, I just, the name just came. But right. if you think it's a stupid name, then like, that's not going to impress you. If you like the name, I love it. the I think it's name really funny. just came to you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really funny. So the, but we had all these names, and like that one, we just kept on coming back to, and then it was time. So because we, we don't want to take it one. too seriously, because this yeah. Yeah. industry can take itself kind of seriously. Well, that, humor is so important in everything, and I that's like another the word thing. Fat that too. Me too. It's chewy. Yes. It's like, I know it's like cuddly and good. <laughs> yeah. it's like warm. a squishy baby. Yeah. Yeah. Cozy. Yeah, you gotta like put your arms around it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so your biologique recherche woman. Love. I mean, I, I've sort of head to toe in that. I love it. And, and what about your hair that you're... Oh, and I love Aquaphor. I'm so head to toe. That's my favorite product ever. That's a good one. Okay. It's the best. Uh, and hair, that Aesop stuff, I love that too. Fancy. It's amazing. And then somebody told me to buy 5% Rogaine, the mousse, and it has made my hair so much thicker. Really? And I used to have all these like clip-in hairs and I was always called them like my children, like, or, you know, my, or my jewelry, these hair, hair pieces that I could clip in like in and out and I've had them for years. And you could do that yourself? You didn't have to go yes. to the salon? Well, Garen made them for me originally and okay. then I, they were like, so I called them like my jewelry because they were so expensive. Your babies. Care of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm and sure. You brush them at I night and put them to sleep. <laughs> I had bangs, I mean, different, That's they were like cool. all these different pieces and, um, and I love those. But actually, with this 5% stuff, it's amazing. I don't even need them anymore. My hairdresser's like, oh, my gosh, you don't even need them anymore. That's so funny. I'm thinking that's a positive prescription because it wasn't like you were thinning or bald and went and got it. It was just like an add-on. Yeah, so you're taking like a boost. advice. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what about color? Are you into color makeup or, like, lipsticks or any? Tell I mean, then your Tom hands. Ford that got um, discontinued. I think it was called like Vanilla Honey or something. I really, I'm going to look into you. that. <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah, please do. In the wrong hands, which are my hands, I'm not so, <laughs> I, I do think it's beautiful to watch makeup being put on. I agree with you. And maybe it's sort of like that, that thing where they say when you look at a beautiful piece of art or you're watching an artist, you're almost embodying the experience of it. Mm -hmm. You know, that you sort of have this, um, the, the art um, history expression is the beholder's share. So when you when you look at a beautiful piece of art, you 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 sort of recreate the experience of of the um, of the action of, of of making that piece. So I think that's sort of the beauty maybe of watching makeup be put on as well, because you're almost having your mirror neurons are participating <laughs> in the application. Yeah. Of it. But so I do minimal stuff. I mean, it, a lot of those Tom Ford pieces that I just love. And um, wait, I have to pause you. Are what are mirror neur neurons? Those are <laughs> everyone was obsessed with mirror neurons in like 2004, and it was sort of like everyone oh, was obsessed. <laughs> I must have missed it. It was <laughs> like the I don't know the Tom Ford like vanilla honey of 2010 or something <laughs> in the it psychology was, world. Yes. I guess <laughs> huge. No, but the idea of um, that. Your your neurons like it, you would mirror my own in some way. So like if I made eye contact with you, like you wouldn't immediately look away. If I yawned, you might yawn. This oh. sort of if I because my we're arm, social animals, sort yes. of. And sometimes, um, and people who, who were on the spectrum were 
unable to sort of notice those social cues and the idea that maybe there was there was a lot of thought and research then into like or is that what is maybe oh. with autism are they missing those sort of mirror neurons to make those connections that sort of synchronized movement that shared experience in some way that that almost just we we don't even notice we're doing it that yeah. sort of happens unconsciously yeah like cool with the makeup like I'll open my mouth when someone else is getting mascara put yeah. on yeah <laughs> it's exactly that yeah. like you're sort of doing that thing or like look up and they're having their mascara uh-huh. applied completely Absolutely. that's exactly those are your mirror neurons working that's oh funny. I got I think I have strong mirror neurons that's, really that's a good funny. sign that's okay. good that's a good thing um I think we hit everything. No, no, other no we want to know what fragrance she oh, wears. Oh, fragrance. We always ask that. Do you wear Tom Ford Neroli. I love that. Oh. Like the, in the little blue, in the blue bottle? Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of androgynous. I love it. Okay. It's, it's, really it's good like for summer, too. Tom Ford devotee. Yes. A friend of mine sent me some. It was one of those, you know, good friends. Curses at the time. No. Oh, now you're, no. Now a, you're hooked really, on it. It was a curse. It, in a way, it was such a lovely gift. And then, boom, like I'm still there. Five years later, I just kind of can't let it go. And that Charlotte Tilbury, oh my gosh, that's heaven. She's our spirit animal, so we understand. Oh my goodness. The makeup, or you're talking about the fragrance of the The whole? The makeup, I I haven't tried the fragrance. The brushes, the makeup, it's heaven on earth. I tried to do an Adele eye on myself the other day. How'd it go? Not so well. Well, one eye looked okay, the other one. (laughs) That's that's always it. They say say they're, they're sisters, not twins. Oh, so it's okay if they don't match oh, exactly. I like that. Yeah. Well, they they also like, say that about brows. Yeah. Sisters, not twins. I really like that. The mm-hmm. idea of um, like uh, brows are just fascinating to me. And you know, people who have like super arched brows, it's funny. Like that scares children. You know how like all the witches <gasps> in You're um, right, Cruella yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ursula Mo- from Maleficent. Maleficent. Yes. Maleficent. There is something like about that really triangular ones. face. Like this the arched brow and the forward chin is the the scary kind of witch face though. And there is some um you know, belief around, I think you had mentioned Nancy Etkoff's book before about yeah. survival of the prettiest. And, you know, are we sort of wired to think of some things as beautiful? And I think some things that are scary too. And it seems that like babies do, even with their blurry vision, respond to sort of more <laughs> symmetrical faces than, you know, asymmetrical faces. And some people, they call it like the halo effect. Like if you see a pretty person, you assume that they must be virtuous and kind and good. And these are maybe not conclusions we should all be jumping yeah. to. But the idea of also like faces that do scare us are those like high browed, pointy chinned ones though that like are you know what, what the witches <laughs> of you know of what they look yeah. like in the show Wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hear that straight brow people. It's okay to have straight brows. You don't yeah. need a high arch. Don't overarch them. It's okay. Yeah, okay. that's good advice. <laughs> Is that a beauty tip? We're gonna leave on that yeah. as a beauty tip. I think this has been enlightening. Yeah, I kind of feel really more good. positive. I'm like. Do you feel positive? It's going to be smiling at everyone. Okay. Yeah, but maybe not on the subway, as Dr. Boardman <laughs> suggested. Thank you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. Thank you. This Thank is you. awesome. I like Thank this you. one. Hey, everyone. It's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. 
Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom and it took so long and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line and after that I was like never again until Honey Love came along Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath and there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom it's so easy Honey Love products make you look good and feel good whether it's for a wedding event an everyday boost of confidence Honey Love is the perfect plus one treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. 
Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to AlloMoves.com now and use the code Mascara20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's AlloMoves.com, code Mascara20. AlloMoves.com, code Mascara20. Good. Jess and I are on the same mic right now. I'm really close to you. Oh, yeah. Because, as promised, I am testing her hydration level. We're going to see if drinking all that water actually did anything. I don't know why I need to close my eyes when I do it. I don't know. I'm doing the exact same spot. This is very technical and very exact. You're 0% hydrated. Wait, let's try one the more time. The cap is on. Oh, the cap is on! <laughs> okay, Jen is definitely not a scientist. Oh, starting again. Here we go. It's going. It's testing you. Dun, 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 dun. All right, hold on, hold on, wait for it. Forty-four point nine percent. What was it before? Um, was it forty-four point six? Uh, no, I don't know. It remember. might have been exactly the same. Yeah, I don't think that this is the most like accurate method. You don't think that was a single variable, double-blind, placebo-controlled, no. many study participants study? No. Just to go back to hydration, put on moisturizer. Okay, what are you raising a wand to? Um, I really am very. Um, thoughtful and measured about how often I mention Charlotte Tilbury. Oh my God, okay, yes. Because I use a really disproportionate amount of cosmetics from her. Yes. I'm sorry, I think that her line's incredible front to back. I've never met a product of hers I don't like. There are some I prefer more than others, but this one is really tops. you You actually complimented my lips the other day. You said, I love that lip color. Well, oh, you were glossy because you don't often wear a glossy no, lip. No, because I, I hate most glosses. They're usually all gross. Um, this one is a lip gloss from her called Seduction, and it's the perfect, like, it's caramel perfect lip nude. gloss. It's truly a beautiful nude. It's, I can see it from here. Yeah, and it's not transparent, but it's not so opaque that it looks like you've got, like, a color forms. or what, what, Yeah, those were called color forms. It doesn't look like color form lips or wax lips. But it's not so sheer that you're like, well, that was a waste of time. And money. Yeah. So. Caramelly nude. Yeah, caramel, a little 70s. And um, I even put it with a lip liner sometimes. But it's Very really pretty. nice. Okay. And the name of it is? Seduction. And just, she calls it lip gloss. There's not some um, fancy pants Hollywood doodad. It's, no, it's her only lip gloss, okay. like, line that she makes right now. And it has it's on a doe foot wand. And it tastes good, too. As you put it on. Mm-hmm. Okay. My Raisa wand, I actually posted on Instagram my, my desk my desk. Oh, tray. I saw that on its side. Yeah. That was so a tough one. I, I, I put it out there to our followers on social media, at Fat Mascara, and I said, my Raisa wand is in here. Can you find it? And all the guesses were, of course, It, it Cosmetics, because I had my CC Plus cream mm-hmm. that I love, then Glossier and a couple others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of a trick question, though, because you could not see the label on this. Nobody was going to get that. I am raising a wand to Wonder Skin Skin Perfected Body Foundation. I know what you're thinking. Body foundation? Like, I can barely put on face foundation. Also, it's very, like, showgirl. You would think, but here's what happened. I went to the Berkshires this weekend, jumped off a cliff, 
which was awesome. I also sat on a waterfall and at the top of the waterfall, and I jokingly said to my friends, oh, wouldn't it be funny if this was like a slide? And as I was saying that, a big gush of water came down and I went shooting off the edge of this little waterfall. I hit a rock and I landed like, you know, it was like six or seven feet. You can see the picture on my own personal Instagram of the cliff at Jen underscore edit. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, my my shin got caught on a rock and like ripped open and I had a cut. Disgusting. And then I had to go be on a fancy pants panel on Monday night and I was wearing a skirt and my I was bruises everywhere because like I fell everywhere. So I put on this wonder skin. I kid you not, you don't look like you have makeup on, but all of a sudden your legs are just like perfected like it is I hate when people say it's like a filter it's like the perfect blurring filter it was exactly that for skin and it did not rub off even when I got in the sheets I didn't shower that night I got my white sheets and in the morning there was no makeup anywhere and I love Sally Hansen airbrush legs that was my old favorite mm-hmm. this one has less pigment and more of the blurring technology mm. so you really don't feel like you have makeup on if you're going to a wedding wedding do the Sally Hansen it looks like pantyhose it's amazing but if you're just going to work or you're wearing shorts and you you're maybe a little varicose or you got a lot of like age spots or you've got a big gash on your shin because Spider you fell off of a waterfall. Wonder Skin, Skin Perfected Body Foundation with IllumaCover technology. I raise a big old wand to it. Before we wrap up the show, I have a correction from last week. So one of our writers had wrote, written in about mineral oil. So I talked a lot about mineral oil and where it comes from. In my head, I was thinking of petroleum and petrolatum because that is a type of mineral oil. In retrospect, I think she was talking about pure mineral oil, which comes from crude oil, not from coal directly. So if for anybody that was confused, and at least one or two people were because they wrote in, what I was talking about was petroleum, but what I should have been talking about was pure mineral oil. We can do a blog on it if you're still confused. Email me, info at Fat Mascara, but I just wanted to correct the record on that. And Jess is just nodding along. Help me out. Say, good job, Jen. Good job, Jen. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 